0: You are listening to Your Money Story. I am Dawn Thomas, a mother of three, financial advisor by day and a PhD candidate researching superannuation engagement. Your Money Story is about celebrating your journey, including you in the money conversation, empowering you to take control of your finances and equalizing your position wherever you are. Let's change how the story ends. Information discussed in this podcast does not take into account your personal, financial, objectives and situation. Before acting on any information discussed here, you should consider its appropriateness having regard to your objectives, needs and financial situation. This episode, we speak to Gen Y entrepreneur Jade McKay. Jade embraced the opportunity to own her business just six months after starting as a salaried advisor. And while she was going through immense changes in her personal life, Jade has built an armory of skills from working since the age of 16. Her story is one of determination, resilience, diligence and owning her own power as a woman within financial planning. Jade takes us through how she started her business and her approach to proving a strong business proposal to the bank. Jade was a finalist in the 2019 AFA Rising Star Awards and is a fellow West Australian, running her advice business, Essential Advice, out of Bunbury welcome jade to how your morning. money story good morning how is everyone <laughs> <laughs> um jade i i asked you to come along to this because i'm really fascinated to how, how you ended up where you are you know so yeah you sure, you told me that you've been working since you were 16 um, and and now you're uh, you own your own business but for me that is um so inspiring to know that you've set up a business. Could you tell us a bit about that journey, Jade?
1: I guess it all sort of started, like you mentioned, when I was sixteen. So I was uh, I was going to school. I was working uh, part time on the weekends, and for me, my journey started off a little bit rougher than uh, your normal average child, where I was actually living outside of home. Okay. So um, me and my mum were butting heads a lot. And I was 16. I was trying to be independent. I thought I had, um, you know, a lot of independence because I was working on the weekends. Um, So we butt heads a lot. So Mm. it was better for our relationship for me to move out. Uh, So I did. I was supporting myself. I was working part-time and I was also trying to go to school full-time. Now that clashed a little bit because I needed money to put a roof over my head, but I also... Was really passionate about going to school and learning. I've I've always loved learning. Um, push came to shove, and I had to drop school to then work full time to be able to continue to put a roof over my head. Wow. I was at the age where I needed to start saving money for a vehicle. Um, I didn't stop learning though. I did put myself through some traineeships, and I've ever since I've left school at the age of sixteen, I've never stopped studying. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been doing. So- like some form of study. So yes. yeah, just building on those skills and working and life experiences, et cetera. So it all sort of started then, I guess, um, you know, working full-time quite young and learning yes. that sort of um, side of the money that is coming in and you have to work for that and budget it correctly, you know, to be able to afford to do the things that I wanted to do. So yes. yeah, I guess it all sort of stemmed from there and then, um, Uh, You know, working throughout my life, I've come through to different industries. I started off in hospitality. Um, I made my way through some tourism jobs. Um, I came back and sort of did a bit of sales and marketing. I sort of fell into financial planning (laughs) I, know, I don't think I've ever met someone who has gone, I woke up one day and just knew yeah. I
0: wanted to be a financial advisor. <laughs> Unless they've got a parent. I think that's the only time when, when I've heard that is when they've actually had a parent in the business. But otherwise, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not something that, you know, your career advisor when you were in high school, you know, oh, I yeah. know exactly what I want to be. Yeah. I had no idea. So I've kind of gone from job to job. And um, this was offered. So I had gone to seek some advice for myself. Okay. and met a wonderful woman, Chanel, who um, is my mentor and I still work closely with her wow. now. Yes. Um, I, she actually was my advisor once upon a time. So she gave me some advice. She could see that I was very interested. I went away and did some accounting um, sort of lessons. I learned a bit about my and bookkeeping and went, oh, no, that's really not for me. Um, it was more the advice side of things that I was really interested in. And a position came up and she remembered and said, hey, would you like to jump on board with my business and start from the bottom? So admin. Yes. Um, I was currently studying to be a veterinary nurse at the time. Oh, okay. Again, another yeah. lot of study. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I worked for Chanel part time and I was working at a local veterinary clinic trying to finish my studies as a vet nurse at the same time. And that sort of just evolved and and working within her business and closely with her and seeing the benefits to the clients that she was seeing and that close relationship that she had with them was something that I knew I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sort of growing through the business and going up through the roles to get to where I am now was the perfect way to start sort of from the ground up because I've learned the process from the beginning. So,
0: yeah, it was a bit of a juggle. A bit of a juggle, but, you know, that is one Big journey, Jay. That is one it's big huge. journey. It's yeah. huge because I, I think, um, we, we kind of talk about the whole generation. Everyone has different stories. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, just from from what you've told us, mm-hmm. how how do you think your experience um has made you see things differently for maybe someone who's more who's had a different journey within your generation?
1: I guess everybody's experience is, is different. Mm-hmm. And it is what you make it. So, yeah. yes, I was out of home quite early, yes. but I made something of that and I've yeah. learned those lessons at a very young age mm-hmm. and they run deep within me in regards to, you know, cash flow into budgeting and saving yes. and and always maybe not having lots of money but being f- very frugal with my money. So in a sense of other people's upbringings and their money stories, mm-hmm. It is what you make it and it's so mm-hmm. important to reflect back on where you've come from, I feel, because you do tend to grow a little bit complacent and, you know, when you've asked me to speak about my money journey, I've been mm. sort of taking a couple of moments here and there to go, <laughs> now I've got to think about this and, and going back over, you know, some of the, the pinpoints in my life of where I've, you know, made something actually work because I was in a sticky situation or whatnot. I guess it's really just what you make of it in the actual moment so you know always trying to view things with a glass half full approach trying to be positive there's always you know light at the end of the tunnel um you know you go through rough patches so you can really
0: appreciate the sunnier days you sound resilient and you are resilient because your your journey demonstrates demonstrates (laughs) that um I think I again why I'm I'm I mean, all of your journeys, because at 16, you know, I was still ignorant in, you know, in high school in Singapore, just not knowing anything. You know, I, I yeah. didn't really even understand about money management till I came to university because yeah. my parents did everything for me. Um, mm. and, and so it was really quite ignorant about a lot of things. So for me, when I see that someone switched on so early, um, I have a lot of admiration for them. I was still getting paid,
1: and I laugh now because they're memes on Facebook, but the little envelopes that have, you know, like the $1, the $2, the $3, like yes, the $5, yes. and they've ticked, you know, what's exactly in your pay packet, literally it is like an envelope. Yes. Um, that was me. That's where yes. I was at 16. It was I was being paid cash. You could see how much was left aside for tax, um, you know, and then bank accounts came a thing and I needed to then transfer into bank accounts and have a key card. Um, you know, I've sort of traveled that journey and, and having that money experience as well, like physical money in an envelope at the end of the week and making sure that I've got enough for my rent, enough for my food, enough, to, for, you know, to basically get to work every day um, and saving, you know, along the way as well for, for a car at, at 16. So, yeah. So how, how do you
0: use that experience to benefit your clients?
1: I tell the story I'm Mm -hmm. open and I'm honest about it. And um, I think clients are looking for, you know, not so much questioning, you know, my education and my experience and and my knowledge, but they want some sort of a little bit of proof behind it as well. And I'm like, well, I am living proof that I've started this journey so young and that's what makes me so passionate about it, that I want to pass on my knowledge and my own experience to others so, yeah, I think it, it helps having your own story because when you tell it, it's your story, it's no one else's, and <sighs> it sort of shines through and just stands on its own. So,
0: yeah, that I mean, that is so powerful. Jay. I think you, what's come up as a common theme to some of these interviews I've had is that we're really talking about the human element, you know, mm-hmm. we're bringing that human element to your interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, is it's actually a great thing with clients, mm-hmm. it's just that, um, being on the, that
1: level that we yeah on a level we're real people too <laughs> real
0: people and we're not perfect nobody's going to make you feel less of, of who you are what what made you take that leap you know again you're yeah. by comparison young in the industry of course highly resilient highly motivated very mm-hmm. smart but what what made you go to that step where it's a bit it's a commitment you know you're re- you're really saying that this is where I want to be in the industry and I'm here to stay.
1: To be honest, I'm going to be brutally honest with you, Dawn. Okay. I never actually thought I would own my own business. That thought was not in my mind. Okay. I, I never really wanted to run a business. Um, the opportunity was offered to me at a time in a year where I had gone through a lot um, i just finished my studies in finance. i just qualified as a veterinary nurse. I was juggling two jobs. I was going through a financial separation and a divorce. Yes. Um, I was trying to be, you know, find my feet in exactly who I am mm. as, as this new person of, of being single. Um, a lot of emotions were, was, you know, so coaster ride when you go through a separation yes. um and splitting of finances etc and i was a i was a salaried advisor at the time i'd only just sort of qualified i've got my own office i'm seeing clients that's all oh. well and good i felt comfortable was sort yes. of in a comfort zone and within a matter of 6 months it was offered to me and approved and within the next year i was running a business as of january 1 so oh. i was only salaried advisor for six months and then started my own business by purchasing a book and gone, right, okay, so I've gone from the shallow end straight into the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> with no floaties on.
0: <laughs> to be honest, I made my assumptions when we had our our pre-communication before this. Yeah. And I thought maybe people are born with an entrepreneurial mindset. God, no. Yeah, and you've just like blown that assumption out of the water. Like, oh, gosh, no. <laughs>
1: No, I definitely wasn't. I never thought I would be in a position where I was running my own business. And, um, but I must admit, now I have one. I wouldn't go back. It's absolutely amazing. Okay. It does have, it's days where it's really tough and I struggle and I'll have a tantrum or a few tears. Yeah. And then there's days <laughs> where like, nah, it's all worth it. There's, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Okay. Um, so now I, I couldn't go back. So I'm saying that, you know, it was never really on the, on the table or on, on my cards, basically. Now that it is, I'm holding on to it so tight and making sure that this works because this is what exactly what I want for the rest of my life is to run this and, and mm-hmm. have this amazing career and, and make it my own and, and, you know, it is my baby at the end of the day. You know, I've started from scratch. I've, I didn't have anything in the bank when I started this. So it was a massive risk. And a it's massive. a lot of work, but it's
0: so worth it. <laughs> I mean, it's not just luck and, and things like that. There was an opportunity that had arisen and you took it, you know, because mm. I'm sure for many of us, there are opportunities that sprout out. But we're not seeing them and we're not taking them.
1: Yeah, you have um, to have that courage to actually take it.
0: Yes, you know? and, and it's demonstrated that you've, you've just embraced it with, you know, with your arms, wide out and, and, and taken a hold of it. Mm-hmm. If if someone is in this current environment, some of the things I've heard from people who are employees is that they say, oh no, it's it's not a good time to start a business, you know. But then again, before any of this started, people probably said, it's not a good time to start a business. So what would you say? <laughs> what would you say <laughs> to, to anyone listening that is um, an employee? What would you like to share with them about whether they should go into business?
1: I think you have to sort of sit back and ask yourself the reasons why okay. you want to. So regardless of whatever business you're thinking of starting, why do you want to? And is that a good enough reason to do it? And if it is, if it, if it resides in you, like, yes, I really feel passionate about this. And it's a true passion. It's not sort of like a, a phase where it comes and goes. It's, mm-hmm. it's got to be that true desire within you then just start because it's never going to be perfect. Um, Done is better than perfect because if it's out there, you're learning as you go, you stumble. But when you trip, you often trip forwards. You know, if I trip on a step or, you know, you might slip up at the shops. I'm a very clumsy person. So I'm often Mm -hmm. tripping over my own feet. But (laughs) we trip and we naturally, our bodies fall forward. And that's how I would see it in business is just start. If you stumble and trip, you're making a movement forwards because you're going to learn from that and you go in the right direction. So I am by all means no expert and I am still <laughs> learning as I go. Yep. Um, but I'm tripping and I'm moving forwards and I'm like, right, okay, didn't quite get that right this time, but let's alter it. Let's, let's get going again and just wow. keep that momentum. So just, just start because the sooner you start, the more experience you will have behind you
0: like you're either in a mindset to do it or you're not. Um, Exactly. Yeah. So in, I I guess, how do you feel? So if we're talking about financial planning more specifically now, what do you think the opportunity is currently for starting your own business in financial planning? How, How do you, how do you view that being a business owner yourself?
1: I think there's plenty of opportunity out there. It's just finding the right one that suits you. So for me, the opportunity to start, it was really evident that I didn't have a cash flow or any sort of savings in the bank to back me. Mm -hmm. I needed to generate income straight from day one because I had my own personal expenses. So to enable me to be able to start, I needed instant income, which meant I had to purchase a book of clients. Okay. So that was my experience. A lot of other advisors maybe start organically, so they'll find one client and it's it snowballs that way that they may have the resources behind them they might have a partner who's working to help them you know build a business off the side until you know it's at at a point where they can generate income I needed it instantaneously so my journey has been a little bit different and I entered in the most turbulent times because we were going through a royal commission Yes. So year one for me was Royal Commission. Year two was COVID and I'm yep. still here, thank God.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're still here and you you don't regret your decision at all. And that's really interesting as well. I was hoping that you can you can explain more about that because part of it is that, yeah, you, you might have a number of people that don't have the cash flow or they don't have partners that can step in. And mm-hmm. I think your specific journey, again, what you're sharing is really important because you're saying at that point, financially, you didn't have a lot of things to... No. Um, to back you up, but you still managed to set up a business.
1: Yes. Awesome.
0: Can you just drill down a bit more into the, that?
1: I would take a really good look through your own personal finances first and okay. see what you can cut out to try and relieve some of that personal pressure of how much you were going to need to generate. Okay. So So strip it right back. And that's what I did. I stripped my expenses right back because all of my time and effort was going to be on this business. So I could take out a lot of the fun stuff for a while because I needed to concentrate and and build and focus. Um, So stripping back your own finances, knowing exactly what you need to generate is going to help you then move forward in the business. Mm -hmm. Um, For the business side of things it's really important to, to know numbers. They don't need to be exact, but a budget, for instance, Mm -hmm. Um, some, some forecasting of what you're expecting or where you would like to be in, you know, a month, two months, three months, six years, you know, wherever it is forecasting that out. So, you know, what you have to do to get there, because if you can't look beyond the horizon what's driving you forward. So forecasting your cash flow is really important. I would find and budgeting budget as much as you can, you know, can you afford to do these things just yet? Or do you need a little bit more income? Okay. Um, if it's really hard to, a lot of people say, well, what would you, you know, expect to be earning? And, and that's sometimes really hard to go, Oh, I, I don't know really, until I'm sort of in the moment and then it's happening so reverse engineer it. What do you want to be earning? Mm. If you want to be on X, Y, Z amount of dollars per year, break that down and go backwards. So if that's how much I need to earn, how much you know, product do I need to sell? How many, how many clients do I need to see at, at how many dollars per client and work it backwards? Because then you have a starting point. I now have 20 clients I need to see this month and charge them this amount to get to my goal of earning
0: this much in a year. Is a skill set with budgeting and cash flow. Did, did you, did you have someone helping you through that? Was there any resources that you used to help you through that? Because some of our listeners might feel yeah. they might be just intimidated by that point going, I'm not really sure how to do any of, of that. Yeah, it
1: is definitely yeah. intimidating because it can get really complex, but I like to keep things as simple as possible. Mm. And for me, my starting point was a notepad and a piece of uh, you know piece of paper and a pen and that's how I started I started working on numbers and drawing columns etc love it (laughs) put it into an excel spreadsheet I've sort of self-taught on excel I'm still no um, expert but excel can help you it's something that you can look look in quickly and go right my numbers are tallying up that's good Um, there's plenty of templates online that I've I've used didn't really like so I tend to sort of make my own Um, because it's going to vary from um, from businesses as well you know from from a business point of view Um, I like to still keep mine as simple as possible so it might sound so complex but mine is is basic it's very basic but it's something that's quick I can reference Um, it's uh, yeah very very simple there is some I did use a couple of the spreadsheets that the bank were able to provide me and okay. it was something that they wanted to see me be able to do because I was asking for a business loan yes. so they were like okay well prove yourself <laughs> <laughs> so that is something that I had to do and I found that spreadsheet very handy and I've actually sort of mutated that and put it into an Excel spreadsheet that I now use to forecast my cash flow so I can see where there's going to be dips um etc so uh, there's a, the Money Smart website as well have got some really good budgeting tools. Even though it might be a personal budget, you can sort of rehash that and turn it
0: into a business budget because at the end of the day, it's very similar. You've basically said you started out with the notepad um, <laughs> and pen. Yeah. And I think everyone can do that, right? I think it's, it's maybe like the the thought of doing something is bigger than what it, in reality it is. Yeah. Um, you know, because you, you kind of feel um, that, Maybe it's beyond you, but what you're Mm -hmm. saying is that you you just broke it down into smaller pieces and worked on it till you got there. Could you talk us through that preparation point of you know seeking out even a a lender or what you did about who you're looking at to the point of application? How did that work?
1: So initially I started asking around and just sort of gaining other people's experiences and insights. So just asking, you know, if anyone has gone through the process, Mm -hmm. what did they think? they have any tips etc I was referred through to NAB business banking in my local town so in Mm -hmm. Bunbury and uh, sat down and had a chat to one of the business bankers and and just just gave them my idea of what I'd like to do Um, so sit down and have that general chat and when I went away I had a blank application and I looked at this application and then freaked out (laughs) (laughs) I went, oh, I don't have any of these numbers. I don't have a clue. And I thought, no, you just have to break it down into steps. So take it bit by bit, you know, fill out your personal details. There was a cash flow in there they wanted me to, to complete. They wanted me to analyze, you know, some of the clients that were on the book um, of, of how much I needed to lend um etc so just broke it down and did it step by step and once I completed the application I then took my application hat off and I pretended I was the bank so I then sat there and went if I was the bank would I lend this person this money and if not why and if Mm -hmm. so why like to improve this application because it's you putting your best foot forward you're asking for a business loan to say, I'd like to start a business. I'm going to pay that back in, you know, however many years and being able to prove that you can do that. So, yeah, I I, I took a step back and, and put my banking hat on and I was the bank manager and going, you know, <laughs> would would I give Jade a loan to start a business? Yes. And the answer was yes, because I could see the numbers on the page. I could see, yep, she's got more than enough cash flow to make repayments Yes. and ensure that the business continues to run um, so she can grow it and she has that income to keep her going so yeah and it was approved
0: <laughs> wow like did you did you celebrate when you heard the approval like did you go like <laughs> I,
1: yes I did yeah I um popped I I don't normally drink champagne but I yeah. popped a bottle of champagne and I've got the cork still yes. at home um and had a couple of drinks and then got straight to work because I was like right okay well I need to make some more money <laughs> to
0: pay this back <laughs> oh that is um that is absolutely fantastic yeah and especially Thanks. for um for you Jay, being part of the gen y generation um You know that is amazing to hear as well that you've gotten right in there um early like you've not not waited ages to do it um you've you found an opportunity you did the work behind it because you're saying that i mean it takes you need to know what you want Mm -hmm. but you have put in work into it it's not like a um a simple process that's going to be given to you in a way even with the application you did the work on the application you know, you didn't kind of expect the bank to be taking ownership of that, you took ownership Mm -hmm. of that process. Mm -hmm. Um, On this podcast as well, we talk about equalizing power dynamics in the environment. Mm -hmm. How do you feel being a business owner in financial planning? How has that shifted the power dynamics for you within the financial planning industry?
1: That's really hard to say because I've only I was only ever advising six months as, as a salaried advisor. So I really didn't see a shift. I didn't I wasn't long enough salary to then okay. jump into owning a business to really feel that shift. But I feel in this industry as a whole, being for one young or younger, yes. correct and two female Yes. In, um, there's not a lot of us in this industry that are female or younger females, yes. especially then also running a business. Um, so it can be quite lonely. It can be quite lonely, but having the right people around you to to sort of um, continue to sort of mentor you, provide you guidance and, and, and words of motivation sometimes when you lack that is, is yes. necessary. I feel that female advisors bring something a little different to the table than your normal gentleman advisor per se. Um, where females, I think we're a little bit more sensitive when it comes to money matters. Um, We definitely show empathy maybe a little bit more than what males do. Um, We definitely show, yeah, empathy and sort of, I feel like females might be able to get more information out of clients at certain times, purely yes. because we know how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we know how to talk; that's for sure. We
0: have deep relationships, apparently. So we
1: <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like we have that compassion and that empathy. That finance is such a sensitive topic, and it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, so enabling clients to open up about that is really important. So I feel. Very empowered by that, that I am young and I am female, and that's what I can bring to this table. And oh. whenever I walk into one of those massive events or, yes. you know, my PD days, and yes. the majority of the room are men mm-hmm. and middle aged older men, I actually feel like, well, I'm a little bit different because I have a different set of skills that I'm bringing to this table. And they're amazing. And I'm really sorry, but you're
0: not young and female. (laughs) Oh, Jane, that ownership piece is unreal. And I think um, more people just have to to own it, you know, like there's this.
1: Just own it. I I can't help it. I'm young and female. I can learn the skills that everybody has in that room. We can learn the education, you know. But my power is that I'm female and I'm young. I'm oh. passionate and all of that. So oh. that's what I bring. So when I walk into these rooms, I'm, I feel good. I feel, you feel powerful.
0: powerful. Yeah. Oh, gee, that is, do you know what that is? some of the best things I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm, I'm doing this because we're sharing stories. But yeah. to even because I, I can see you by video and I know by podcast, you're just listening to us. Um, I can see that energy coming through and I hope our listeners can actually feel that energy coming through. You 100% own it and believe it. I, I really hope as well that we continue seeing women come into this industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have some fears around the phasier requirements is that, you know, like we both said, neither one of us woke up thinking we're going to be financial advisors. Mm. Um, they kind of have to find out maybe when they're doing their finance degrees and they're choosing their major that they want to be financial advisors. Um, I'm not sure if there's enough representation out there for women to feel that this um, industry is good for them. So, mm-hmm. if you could talk to anyone, firstly, who is considering financial planning, maybe they are a finance student or a commerce student currently. Can you tell them why this would be? You know, I mean, how they could actually feel the same power <laughs> that you feel.
1: <laughs> for me, if if I was to describe it to people and and sort of trying to encourage them to get into this industry, it's the outcomes that we generate. Mm-hmm. It's those client relationships that we have and that difference that we make in these people's lives. And we are there throughout some of the toughest times, some of the real joyful times, um, you know, we provide more than just financial advice at the end of the day. You know, we sit around a table and we discuss, you know, their investments or their insurance, their super, their goals. These are really now, this dives into being really personal. So their goals, their aspirations, what they want out of life, if they're having a really rough trot and feel like they just can't get out of this pay to pay cycle that they're in. Yes. Um, They may have lost a loved one or um, been left an inheritance. There's so many emotions when it comes to financial advice. It's not just numbers because I'm not here for the numbers. I'm here for the people. Mm -hmm. And I'm a real people's person. And without that, I wouldn't probably be in this industry. So I feel if you are a people's person and you want to make a difference, it's, it's honestly the best job in the world because we do. We get to make a difference every single day. And if I can make someone's life that little bit less stressful, a little bit more joyful, they are going to be happier, better people, which then reflects onto other people around them. And it's that ripple effect that if it starts with me and it can ripple out through my community of, of um, clients and they're then happy and it's, it's flowing through their family networks and friendship networks. What a difference. It Ugh. just, I've got piss boxes talking about it. I know, it. <laughs> I just,
0: I don't, I don't know. You're, you're making me feel really like, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's infectious, you know, like, I, I mean, I know my why's, I know what I believe. But for me, seeing someone who is younger than me and a business owner and owning it and using the terms like powerful, like I feel powerful. Oh, it just makes me so happy. Yeah. But I just think that your story is such a celebration of the gen y entrepreneur that it's something that can be done but not only can be done should be done you know because mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna be really be able to utilize the best aspects of yourself and claim that power um jay that is oh that i i don't know you just you know it's not even goosebumps you just want me to i want to get up dancing or something <laughs> that's how you're making <laughs> me feel at the moment um so you have pointed out needing balance so we've talked a lot about your the fact that you're a business owner how you feel about that how, how do you achieve that balance because we we haven't quite captured how difficult it can be from day to day because our industry mm. is going through a lot um, how do you keep that balance
1: ah uh, balance is very difficult especially when it's a it's always changing um, mm-hmm. You know, you might think you've nailed it one day and then the next it all goes out the window. So you've got to be flexible when it comes to trying to balance as well. Um, So add flexibility and balance and I'm by no means any good at yoga, which (laughs) is apparently supposed to be very good for you and I'm going to be trying it for the first time on Sunday, so wish me luck. Um, I guess with balance for me, I listen to what I – I need and what I feel so for instance if I'm not feeling it it one day where I'm trying to be you know super creative or if I need to really nail some study notes or you know working on some really hard strategies and I am just not feeling it I don't force it because it's just not going to go anywhere I'm not feeling it for a reason I might be tired a bit run down Um, I need some fresh air so I listen to that and I don't try and force it I give my self what I need and once I've done that I can carry on I can be creative I can focus on my study can do my strategies and because of that it's not necessarily in your normal time frame which is like your nine to five job mm-hmm. so for me I also know personally that I am the most productive first thing in the morning and when I say first thing I mean like five five thirty in the morning yep <laughs> So, which means I'm out of bed before that to be ready and in my office and nailing some of the hardest tasks of the day, mm-hmm. um, which then allows me to then sort of slowly get into, you know, some more medium term stuff and then really light tasks at the end of the day where I'm just like, "Nah, that's sort of the end of my working day. And I can now go and relax, do some exercise, read a book, you know, go for a walk, go to the beach, be outdoors. So, feeling you know really nailing who you are and when you are the most productive and harnessing that and using that to your advantage that's my advantage that I know that that's when I'm my strongest mindset is in the morning so I'm using that and I'm getting up earlier I'll go to bed earlier because of it because I need my eight hours um so really knowing that now sometimes that doesn't happen so and it has to shift which is totally fine as well so trying to study full-time, run a business full-time. I have a partner who has a Mm -hmm. four-year-old. So trying to juggle that as well and being present with them when they're around um, but then sort of getting up a little bit earlier before them so I can get a bit of study in. Or once everyone's sort of gone to bed we've done bath time gone to bed, then I can nip off and do the rest of my emails and then I can relax. So sort of being flexible with your schedule at the same time. Mm -hmm. but listening to what you need and not forcing it. Because if I need a break and I need to sort of reset so I can feel refreshed and come back, do that, never force it. So. mm.
0: Perfect. But I think you're you're talking about a very practical sense of balance and just awareness as well. Yeah. Um, So thank you for those tips as well, because there is a lot happening at any one time. And, and, you know, you're not only juggling a business, but it's, home life, um, it's study, it's it's everything in between. Yeah. Coming yeah. to our last question, Jade, um, International Women's Day, one of the themes is choose to challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you choose to challenge this year?
1: I choose to, ch- I'm challenging myself to really grow this business and also launch my passion project mm-hmm. I've kind of been holding off on it because it's not perfect and I need to listen to my own advice and just start it. (laughs) So that is my challenge this year is to launch my passion project and also grow this business. So it's sustainable. So I'm here for the long term, and I owe that to my clients and my potential future clients as well. So growth and yeah, launching my passion project this year is, is my challenge to me. So.
0: Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to everything that uh, that's going to come about from your journey, Jade. I think you're such an inspiration. Um, you know, for me, even someone who's, who's uh, older, you know, I look at your journey and I'm so inspired and I think um, you're going to be able to inspire younger advisors, you know, men or women to start their own journey as well and get into their business and claim that power. I, um, I'd like to mention
1: one thing. Sure. So I, when we first met and we sort of met through LinkedIn, wasn't it? Because we were both nominated for awards at the AFA um, conference. I remember your speech when you went up on stage and all (laughs) I can say is that you were so colourful. If I was to describe you, you're colourful, the most colourful person I've ever met to look at and also to listen to. And just your, the one thing that I talk out of that whole conference which a bit of it was quite blurry because it was all very exciting. Overwhelming, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was overwhelming and amazing. Um, Was your speech, and it was a a specific how you described what you are as an advisor. And you said that you are a superhero. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, that stuck with me. That really stuck with me. And I was like, it is actually like a superpower because we are able to change people's lives. If someone tells me that that's not a superpower, they've got rocks in their head. <laughs> how amazing is our job? It's it, it is like a superpower.
0: It's it amazing. is and, and and thank you for for um, you know Connecting to it, I think I felt when when I was making that speech, like I, I felt the connection of the audience. It was really beautiful, actually. Like I could just feel the energy coming through. Um, because it I think was we're very going through-
1: engaging, and honestly, there was like a lot of speeches that night, and yours stood out to me because it really resonated with me, and it and it actually clarified quite a few things for me. And I'm like, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly how we should describe ourselves, and and how I feel when I do my job. So. Thank you for that. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jade. That's, 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 that's very lovely <laughs> for you to say. So to all our superheroes who are listening, yes. claim that power, you know, and, and do what you do every day. Um, thanks so much, Jade. All right. Thanks, Dawn. Thank you for joining our Circle of Stories. Subscribe for new episodes. Let's change how the story ends.